things are not going to be better in the world. Like things are going to be more challenging as time goes on. But we have, this is the time to be serious and trust God more than ever before. Trust his word for what it says. If he says, I'm going to be with you until the end of time, trust that word and have faith in it. I see the walls before me. I feel the cages forming. Seems like the world is falling, but I keep my head up the ground. I see the world before me. I know what change is coming. I hear the world is calling, so I keep my head up the ground. We break into everything. We break into everything. Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. Welcome, welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we step out on faith and defy the odds. I am your host, Joyce Stonker. Today, we're going to talk about growing up and finding purpose. Our guests here today are my sisters. I said in the first episode that I would want my sisters to be in every season, and so they are here. Please, sisters, introduce yourself, starting from number two. Like I said last week, it's six girls, no boys, so here we go. Number two. Hello, hello, everybody. This is Yolande Donkor, and I'm right now in Tyler, Texas, United States of America, and I've been here for nine years. I'm currently studying Master's of Arts in Christian Ministries after doing my bachelor's in accounting. Hi, hello. I'm Amy Donkor. I'm in Ghana, and I'm a teacher. I'm working as a teacher and a designer as well. Hello. <laughs> I'm Gloria. I'm practicing law in Gambia. Yeah, and and she's the owner yeah. of what is yeah. it? Glow Pastry. Glow Pastry. Yeah. Woo business woman. Number five and number six are twins. I said that last week. So number five. Hello, I'm Anna A. Donka. I'm presently in the Gambia, West Africa, and I'm a registered nurse. I'm recently graduated, and yeah. By the grace of God, I will soon start working. Yeah. Hello. I'm number six, the last born. I'm a worship leader, a musician, and I'm currently in Ghana. I came to study music, but I'm done now. Yippee. Praise be to God. And I'm the CEO of ASAP Music School in the Gambia. And my twin is my partner. Wow. Awesome. It's like everyone has something doing. <laughs> And so basically six of us, and it's been, I think, 16 years that six of us have not been in the same room. It's been 16 years. That's since before. I mean, we've all seen each other different times because I last saw you guys in 2016, but Yolande Donko has not seen has the rest of the girls in nine years. Aww. But all of us together in have not been in the same place for the past six years. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's long. That's so long. That's oh. a long time. I am not about to cry. Well, your nails are pretty. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
Can we talk about growing up together? We've been together, still trying to keep the bond. It's surprising that we still have that bond there. You know, can we talk about growing up together? What are the memories, amazing memories that you'd like to share? Not everybody, but anyone, like one or two of us can just talk about it. Well, growing up together as girls was awesome. I wanted a brother. I've always wanted a brother, but yeah, God blessed us with just girls. We are just girls. But growing up, it was awesome. It was fun as well. It has always been fun. Do they... They were a little push and pull, but it was fun. I could borrow my sister's clothes and wear them. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's the fun bad. part she's talking about. Fun, bad part. <laughs> <laughs> so the first three were the same shoe size, size four, UK size four, 37 or 37, and US size six, six and a half. And then the mm-hmm. other three, the last three were the same size. And we're oh, all skinny. Exactly. And have the same height as our dad. Because my dad is shorter and my mom is taller. Yeah. And I am the tallest. Who is the tallest? I am. Who is the tallest? In your dreams. Which <laughs> Maku? The one that was short since when? Please. <laughs> I think my fun memories were me being like older and being like the mama bear. Assistant oh. mama bear. <laughs> <laughs> And being protective of us, like no nonsense human being. Like I will literally flog these kids. (laughs) I I feel like the teenage years were really tough. Everybody's attitude flares up. Because I I remember me, I was really rude. I was kneeling down all the time in Sunday school. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And because Naki was my teacher and I was like, how can somebody who is two years older than me be my teacher? It yeah. was, we can't just see all the beautiful part. We have fightings. We used to fight. I think I and Aki used to fight a lot. Yeah, because I was your teacher in Sunday school. <laughs> and we used to go for basketball when the kids had basketball. And sometimes the teachers would play with the kids and we were always in opposite teams. So whenever yeah. we won, oh whenever my team won, Yolande was always upset because... <laughs> And we were always winning. I remember the day, I don't know what happened. And Amy... And I, and I beat Amy. Amy. No, Amy slapped me and I was crying. And I'm the oldest. That was eight years. That was a long time ago. I don't even remember. Oh, that was just for eight. I spent eight years with you guys. In fact, I spent just eight years with you guys. And it's like the fun wasn't... It's there, but... I'm just I don't really recall a lot of things, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's just really sad. I'm really sorry because I don't even recall that memory. Oh, <laughs> well, you don't need to be you. sad. There's nothing to be sad about. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not sad, but I mean, I don't even recall it. Yeah. Well, I remember because I remember everything. <laughs> but, I, but I think Hannah and Anna beat Amy once. They were fighting and then Amy... Yes. Oh, no, you can't come between something. the two. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. Power. It's called... Yeah. I'll never forget it. Never. You can't come between... Never, until God calls me yeah. You can't come between the twins. As long as they start fighting, just leave them. <laughs> because if you go in between, you'll be the one in the middle. What are our nicknames? I don't have any nickname. Joyce doesn't have any nickname. I know. <laughs> Mama Cole. I Hannah, have, Hannah, you eat. I have Mrs. Morgan. What movie Mrs. was that? Morgan. I was Hannah's name from. I Hello. don't remember. It was like Mrs. Morgan. It is from one native, native movie like that. Yeah. I think not Native American movie, something like that. Yeah, Native American movie. I don't even remember. Maybe I should go and Google it. I'll find it. <laughs> and Hannah was called Drumroll. <laughs> Shall I say Mama the name? Mama Cole. Mama Cole. Mama Cole. That, was, no. that, was, that was not no. the only name. No. Really? No, she has no. had a lot. Which ones? Rolling pants. Rolling pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Why? We can't even tell that story. I don't even know whether she wants us to tell that story. Hannah, do you want us to say that story? No. Where was I? No. No. And oh. Where was I? Can we share another time? Where don't you remember? In front of the school building, something happened. Look at my hair. How can I remember? Where was I? I think one of the amazing things that we grew up that I appreciate now is growing up in the Lord, like mama waking us up to pray early in the morning with daddy and also Friday fasting. Mm. Exactly. Psalm oh my God. Friday fasting was so, <laughs> I normally make like I'm about to die. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I liked about the Friday fasting? Cause mama made us to fast until 12 o'clock. And I think until today I'm used to that. Cause it's like, as soon as it's 12 o'clock, I'm looking at the time. Some days I can stretch till three. Some days one, two. Maku don't look at me like that. But me too, I, me too. I'm seeing you to that 12 o'clock. I'm like, 12 o'clock is the maximum. No, no. You know why? Because we're so used, every Friday, it was Friday, 12 p.m. So like even up till now, when it's Friday, it don't matter. I don't care. Monday, Thursday, I can fast to 8 p.m. Friday, it has to be 12 p.m. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> and the part that I hated was Mama would come in to pray over us in the night. I appreciate it. I'm going to do that to my kids. But exactly. Mama come in to pray over us in the night. I'm a very light sleeper. Yeah, Mama me come and be praying over us. And then be pouring anointing oil on our head. I'm like, yo, woman. By the time you wake up, you're awake with anointing. <laughs> it's not even that. I cannot sleep after she has prayed over me. Like, it's going to take me a long time to pray. To, to, I dreaded those moments because I'm like, I really need to sleep. Like, why does she have to pray for me tonight? Yeah, what can you say about that? True. No, 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 no. I remember they were like, you sleep like a log. As in, <laughs> you will sleep when you wake, Hannah. You wake, 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 wake. She'll ten, 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 ten. She's still sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> What's the tea? The thing about Hannah, that's the last twin. When it's time to work. Oh, please. To be praying. That's why she knows that she has to be praise and worship tomorrow at church. And then she tell me, oh, I have to go and prepare because I'm leading praise and worship. So when she says she's going to prepare, she's going to pray. So she's not do any house chores just because. She's she going to put God first. She wants to put God first over house chores. <laughs> that was not all the time, though. Just once or twice I did it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. As they are, yeah. <laughs> we are choking. Anna, please don't be lying. This is I'm a, laughing oh, and I'm dying. This is sanctified, Holy Ghost filled <laughs> podcast. We don't want the network to be unstable. <laughs> I also remember a fun part where asked not to eat this raw mango, and the elder sister was the Ogapata Pata. She was the senior madam that will go. <laughs> Cut the mango, grate it, put pepper, put spice inside, and ah, she sharing it to everybody. Ah, and the pepper will be hot. Oh my god! Ah, and I remember once she was in a room. I think with is it one of the girls there around the area? Her name is Aida. I think so. Yeah, Aida. Or anybody? I can't remember. Yeah, and they were eating mango. Then my dad just entered inside, and she shifted the bowl under the bed. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Because she was hiding it. Because <laughs> we're not supposed to eat green mangoes. My dad stopped us. Like in Gambia, we eat green mangoes, unripe mangoes. Mm. 
Until today, we can't eat soft mangoes. Even if it's ripe, it has to be hard. In Gambia, it's called phlox. The green mangoes is called phlox. So we have to cut it up or grate it if you want to. Put maggi, pepper, salt, just spice it up a little. And my dad doesn't like us to eat that because he felt like ulcer and all those things. Not healthy. Yeah. So my dad enters the room and we're eating this and I just ship the plate underneath the table, underneath the bed. And I'm like, as well as some of that, I just pushed it back in and uh, brought it back and out. And that's like, nothing happened. And I was like, Hamgali in Wolof. And I, it means, do you know what this is? And my dad was just looking at me. I remember. But anyway, how did we find, how did you guys find purpose? Like, did you always know that this is what you always wanted to be? Like, Anna, do you always think that you wanted to be a nurse? Or um, Hannah, did you think that you're going to be a musician? Or Amy, did you ever think that you're going to be a designer? Gloria, did you think you're going to even have, like, even if law was in your mind, did you ever think you're going to have, a like, baking pastries and selling them? Did you all find purpose? Me, when they asked me, what do you want to do? I said, I want to sing. I really never liked school, to be honest. It's too much stress. Who wants to go to school? I didn't, that's me. I didn't like school. I really did not. So when they asked me, what do you want to be? When I was nearing my high school years, I said, please, I just want to sing. That's what I told my mom. And my mom was like, apart from that, what else, what else can put food on the table? What else? I didn't know what to do. I really did. I didn't see myself, oh, I want to be an accountant. I want to be this. I feel like I didn't have a vision. All I knew is I wanted to sing. But my dad chose my degree for me, actually, because I didn't like science. I didn't like any other thing. So he felt that accounting would have been better. So I ended up doing accounting, but now I'm doing music too, which is my passion. So I'm trying to work towards that. That's awesome. Yeah, Hannah. I really like school and I also didn't know what to do in school, like what to do when I grow up. So it's like I was just going to school for going sick. But I started finding purpose when I started singing in church, when I saw that I had the passion for music, I had the passion to sing, and I had the passion to learn instruments, to learn how to play instruments. And that's when I started finding my purpose. Even when I started singing in church, when I started leading praise and worship in church, that's when I started finding purpose, when I started knowing that this is what God has assigned me to do. Yeah, that's when I started finding purpose. And for Hannah's case, it was really special because it was a serious yeah. case. My dad is like, you have to do this, be that. And like music was not even in my dad's dictionary. So yeah. it took yeah. a long time for him to accept Hannah's path. And yeah. when he accepted it, he was willing to let her go and pursue her dream and start at ASAP Music School and even go to Ghana and study. So, I mean, yours was like a crazy one, but you know, Very crazy. whatever God wants you to do, nobody can stop it from happening. That's what I learned yeah. from that. Yeah. Yeah. Anna? Okay. For me, I entered the science class. Yes, I wanted to enter nursing field. Yeah, but it's like I was not really clear about it. I was just entering because I too, in a way, I didn't know what to do. Also, I want to be in the science field, but I didn't know exactly what it is or what I want to do. But it's until I entered into, after my high school, I did social work for two years, certificate and diploma. Then I entered into the nursing field. And it's until I entered into practicals, when we go for practicals, that's the time I started enjoying the nursing field because I was enjoying helping people to do this or to do that or Amy, can you pick up and tell us like how you found purpose in design and teaching? I think it all started when I started drawing. I started drawing. I had a dream. It's up. Is the book is here? Even I still have that book. 
I was drawing a lot of clothing, a lot of nice things that I like when I see on the newspaper. So my auntie, my mom, elderly mom, told me that ah, she thinks I'll be a designer. She said, that's my area to draw and sew. I've taken a side of my mom. That's what she said. And I was like, oh, okay. But I didn't want to do the course she wanted me to do in visual arts. She wanted me to offer visual arts, but I wanted to do business because I felt, oh, I like math and I loved it a lot. So I decided to follow the visual arts since I didn't really know much about what life was going to bring to me. So I followed, did visual arts, completed. And when I completed, I wanted to do graphic designing in university, but they decided to, they said I should go to teaching, that teaching is good and to offer me money, early money and do stuff. But I realized I love kids. That's the reason why I, I accepted to be a teacher in teaching area. And we're entertaining. Kids bring a lot of life to us, so... I had fun teaching them, playing with them, giving them gifts and so on. And as I was teaching, I decided to learn sewing since it's part of me. So I decided to do that as part of my job. So as when I close from school at three, then I go for like two hours, one hour for teaching to learn the sewing. Then it started from there. So now sewing perfectly well. I can sew, but I've not reached that the peak. But I know, say, I've done well. Yeah, you just have to start somewhere. That's the most important thing. You never know where to take you. Gloria? Like everyone, I didn't I wanted to do. I think, like I said, my dad chose what I should do for me. I think my dad played a very, very vital part in all of our lives. Okay, so for some of us, he had to choose ourselves. But my dad chose my profession and my career, actually, where I am today. And I realized I didn't want to do it because I really wanted to be an architect because I was good with math. I was good with technical drawing. I was really good with things that were like, you know. I actually entered the science field when I started grade 10, but he called it from Holland at that time and told me to go to the art field. And he really pushed. Even when I finished senior school, he actually went to enroll me, like register me for the faculty of law in Gambia here. So it was really crazy. Like the first two years of the school, I didn't really want to be there. But I realized later that that was where God had called me to be. And along the line, I think towards the end of the faculty of law, towards mm-hmm. the end of schooling. Okay. Yeah, I discovered my pastry business. That's when I started selling baking and selling pastries. And even though I stopped for bar school, after bar school, I resumed again because apart from the fact that it ends money, I found passion in doing that. So, yeah. Anna, yeah, finish. You're talking about you found passion whilst you were on internship. In my practicals. Yeah. Yeah. I found my passion there. I'm like, I love helping people. And I saw myself just doing what I love. And it caught my heart. And I'm like, yes, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. So that's where in the practical, in the internship, that's where I found my passion. And I loved it. And I'm glad I entered the nursing field. Yeah. I want to say, I think finding God was finding purpose for me. Even though like things turn out the way it I discovered myself because I battled insecurities. So it was when I started um, the university, the faculty of law, that's when I discovered God in 2012. That's when I started fellowshipping God. That's when I started getting intimate with God. So even if at that time I was in the wrong path, I would have been able to redirect my steps at that point. But God kept on directing me. And I just feel like he's like, He's taking, he has taken control, like wherever I'm supposed to go, he directs me, say, yes, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that. And that is very vital, yeah. 
Yeah, that is so true. And it's so important. I feel like um, our parents playing that role in helping us find our path is very important. I guess when God gives you a gift, he gives you a vision too. And I feel like since we are gifts, children are a gift to parents, God has already placed a vision in their heart. So I feel like maybe that's how or why daddy could say, you have to do this and you have to do that. I know that daddy did not choose for me, but I also clearly remember him saying, oh, I would love my daughter to work in the bank. I would love my daughter to work in the UN. I would love my daughter to, you know. And I also desired it to, even as he said, but it was not because I'm someone that was, I think I was, I can be strong-headed sometimes. And so I kind of like chose where I wanted to be. But even with that, I didn't know what I wanted to become. In ninth grade, I prayed about it. I had to keep praying. Like, God, where do you want me to be? Where do you want me to be? And that's how come I went to the commerce class and the business class. And then I graduated and later went to do um, accounting and got my diplomas. And I went to university to do finance. For me, no one can ask me to do any other thing because I know that this is where God called me to, you know? And it's so important to walk in God's will. Like, whatever God is asking you to do, it's so important. Which brings me to my topic on our second segment, which is talking about, I want to highlight one of our barrier breakers. I had an interview with him earlier this year in February. He was a barrier breaker of the month of February. Bro, Howard Harvey, he's in the UK. He has a Saturday show in Gloucester FM, I think, it's the FM station. Gloucester FM 96.6. That's GFM 96.6 FM and from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. So I had this interview with Bohavi and if you are not following him, you might want to follow him. He's called the Praise Machine. We got that when he visited Gambia the first time and ever since he's been called the Praise Machine. And one of the things going through his interview, one of the things that I learned from him is working according to God's will. Because when you like accepted Christ and you're saved and you have that desire, like I talked in one of my videos on Let's Talk Tuesdays. If you've not watch, you can go watch it on Instagram videos. You'd see uh, one of the videos where I talked about walking in its will, God's will, and it's so important to walk in God's will. How it's so important to walk according to the will of God, because if you are not in alignment with God, things just mess up, you know? And so him working in alignment with God, him desiring what God wanted him to be, led him to greater platforms. You know, he wanted to do things for Christ. And because of that, God led him to be in the radio station where he could talk more about Christ and tell more about the love of God and get more people to accept Christ. And the more he did for God, the more God gave to him. And that's one thing about being led by the spirit of God. The interview that I had with him is just being led by the Spirit of God. And that's one thing that the Holy Spirit has been um, dealing with me. Um, that's one of my prayers that I've been praying the past two years. Holy Spirit, I just want to walk in your will. God, I want to walk in your will over my will, your purpose over my purpose. That has been my prayer all the time. For the past two years, that's what I've been praying. I don't want to walk out of his will because walking out of his will gets you messed up. So what lessons have you guys been learning in this season, in this time? This is 2020. Corona has been getting all of us, snatching us. You know, <laughs> what have you guys? been learning in this season just one thing oh yeah you can start Yolande it's time to trust God that's what I've been learning because sometimes we tend to depend on people a lot but we're in this time where everybody's six feet apart and some people lost their jobs we are fortunate that some of us are still working well you know Joyce you lost your job in the peak of it so we are believing God for so many things and we keep asking ourselves in this situation right now in the world can things really work out? Things really work out for us. And I've just been learning to trust God that things are not going to be better in the world. Like things are going to be more challenging as time goes on. But we have, this is the time to be serious and trust God more than ever before. Trust his word for what it says. If he says, I'm going to be with you until the end of time, trust that word and have faith in it. So I think that's what I've been learning. 
trust God and just depend on him, knowing that in him, all things are going to work out. So Awesome. Amy, what have you been learning in this season? That's why I was saying trust. I also learned not to fear. When you're trusting, you also have to have no fear. Fear is sin. The Bible even said it, fear is it's sin. So when I heard of Corona, it's like now I was even traveling more, <laughs> going about visiting a lot of people, going there and there. Even I wear my mask, I was confident I don't have no sickness. When I come back, I come and chew my ginger and I'm okay. It's like, there was no... <laughs> stay safe. Yeah, I was okay. And No fear, but stay safe. <laughs> That's very important. Yes, being safe. Yes. Mm. But I was always going about visiting a lot of people. And I was so happy because it gave me the chance, an opportunity to speak with a lot of people and get encouraged and learn more as I was yeah. going and thinking far ahead and reading books. I decided that this year I'm going to read one book one month and mm. it was progressing. I'm doing well and I'm proud of it and happy that That's it has benefited my life. Yeah. That's very, very good. I'd like to go to the next segment, which is which is supposed to be our last segment, which is the LTT segment, Let's Talk Tuesdays. If you're not following Barrier Breakers Corner on social media, you should. It's an amazing time. And we've just ended the season on Let's Talk Tuesdays, but I just want to bring some of the topics back on here and have people talk about it. For my sisters, I want to bring this topic and Hannah, Anna, and Maku, Gloria, that's her middle name. You can answer this question. So the topic is, the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Question, is self-love selfish? That's that way, Gloria. Oh, yeah. I think I commented on the time, the day it was posted. And I said, self-love isn't selfish because you can't give what you don't have. So if you don't love yourself, how do you even love other people? Okay. Self-love is important, but the Bible says that you shouldn't love yourself in a way that you're seeing somebody dying and somebody wasting away or being destroyed and you don't extend a hand, okay, to the person. But you should love yourself because that's where it begins. Loving yourself, it gives you confidence and it shows you, it's like it gives you a foundation to stand upon. Okay, so you love yourself, but always try to help, um, send a helping hand so that um, when your neighbor is sick or hungry, you don't say, oh, too bad. And you have so much food. Let me pray for you when you have food in your house. Yeah, the food is enough for like three days or more. And instead of sharing the food, you're like, I'm going to keep the food. Yeah, because we don't know the rainy day. So self-love isn't selfish at all. Awesome. Anna? The way you love yourself is the way you love other people. It's the way you show compassion on other people. Because if I cannot slap myself, that means I cannot slap anybody else. If I can't use a knife to prick myself or to hurt myself, the way I love myself, the way I cherish myself, that's the way I should do the same. That's the way I should do to others and to do for others. So that's what I was saying. Yeah. Awesome. Hannah? Yeah, the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. It's saying that we have to love, the way we love ourselves, we have to love our neighbors. So self-love is not selfish. So you have to love yourself. You have to spoil yourself. You have to enjoy your own, like your own benefits, or let's say your own benefits or something like that, before you are able to even show someone love. Because if you can't love yourself, you can't show another person that love, that mutual love. So self-love is really important. It's very vital. That's why a lot of people make mistakes because they don't love themselves. Because they don't love themselves, they can't show people 
that love. They rather make mistakes. So self-love is important. Love yourself first before you go out to love others. Awesome. Awesome. Love yourself first. That's putting yourself first. Taking care of yourself. Making sure that you are whole. Don't give what you don't have. Just as Gloria said, you can't give what you don't have. If you don't have joy in you, how are you going to give joy to somebody? If you don't have the light of God in you, how do you become a light to somebody? If you can't take care of yourself, how would you take care of other people? Try to be mentally okay, spiritually okay, physically okay. Take care of yourself, love yourself, rest, do what you have to do. Be able to say no when you have to say no, be able to say yes when you have to say yes. And if you do not rest and you just keep going and going on going, you're just going to be strained and you're going to be living an empty life. And before you realize you're stressed out, you don't know what you're doing, you're making wrong decisions because you're not at peace. Love yourself, set your mind on God, and you'll be at peace. Thank you so much, sisters, for this time. It was an amazing time. Welcome. Thank you. And hopefully we get to hang out next season to talk on different topics. Thank you, guys. I love you, girls. Love you, love you, love you, love you. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Barrier Breakers Corner podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to the Podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner Podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in the Gandia, West Africa. Cause they can hold